The Peace Dependency Podcast is brought to you by Total Radness. Shop your goofy food controller, TWO merch, and CTWC approved hardware on TotalRadNES.com. Welcome to the Peace Dependency Podcast. I'm your host, Frank, also known as Sir Mazer. It is already Season 3 of PDP. Time flew by since the last episode in Season 2, and I am full of energy to make this season just as good as Season 2. Thank you to Pumpy Heart for creating a new version of the PDP team. Your work is much appreciated. For this first episode, I decided to hit the road again. I decided to go to the first ever Dutch Max Outer, a CTWC top 8 player and the classic Tetris European champion, Sidnav. We met up at Sidnav's home in a small town right above Amsterdam. We talked about the journey to CTWC, focusing on playing a game and, of course, how did Sidnav get into NES Tetris? This is our conversation. Sidnav, welcome to the Peace Defenders podcast and thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. It's always a pleasure to have the first Dux Max out here on the show. And the first question is always the same question for everyone who's new on a podcast. That is, how did you get into NES Tetris? Yeah, of course, I knew this question would be coming <laughs> because I, 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 of course, always listen to the Peace Defenders podcast. Not, not always, but sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I, I did think about this question a lot. I did, still didn't prepare it, but I think I have a good idea because my, my journey to get started was uh, kind of weird, I guess. Like, not like other players who just uh, just saw the video of Scout or just saw a CTWC video. For me, uh, well, I started off just being bored in class, of course. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I found out that the... Game Boy emulator on my Chromebook could also play ne- NES games. Oh, so I thought like, hey, I know Tetris. That's that's a game I know. So uh, I, I just tried to play it. I played like a couple zero starts, got like a hundred k. Then I got bored of it. Uh, but sometimes I would still play it. So that's when it gets to the part of I saw a scout video. Yeah, which one? Uh, his first one, the Classic Tetris World Championships Explained. Oh, yeah. I think. Hour long video about the Classic Tetris. Yeah, saw it yeah. too. <laughs> so, uh, after that, I got more interested, but I still wasn't really playing. All right, I, I also uh, watched the 2018 uh, experience video. At the time, that those were the only videos he had, I think. Yeah, what year was it? 2019? Early 2019? Uh, yeah, probably something like that, because I do remember uh, following Classic Tetris uh, YouTube channel yeah. pretty closely. I started watching some old CTWC videos, and mainly what I would do was I would try to 
put myself in that situation and I would think like, uh, where would I put this piece if I was playing here? Yeah. So even though I wasn't playing, I was already like kind of training myself, uh, even though I had no intention to be playing myself. But that's around the time when the CTWC 2019 videos got uploaded to YouTube. Yeah. And I would uh, sit in bed uh, every night and <laughs> watch or wait for the videos to drop. Yeah. They dropped at midnight our time. Yeah. It, yeah. it was very late. <laughs> I do remember that the finals of 2019, Joseph vs. Corian, were dropped on YouTube. They, they showed it in Premiere. And it was like midnight, 1 a.m. or something like that. And I had to work the next day. And I needed to go to, uh, out of bed at 7 a.m. or something like that. And I, my oldest kid was five, six months or so at that time. So she slept pretty irregularly. So I said to my wife, I want to see this. So I watched the finals from midnight to 1 a.m. Then went to bed. My kid went, uh, was awake at 4 a.m. So I needed to get out of bed. She didn't sleep until 6 a.m. And then finally could get one hour more sleep before I needed to wake up and go to bed. And I go to work. <laughs> so yeah, dedication uh, of an uh, European classic Tetris fan is uh, is a lot always. Yeah, I've definitely noticed that with uh, playing matches, of course. Yeah, but uh, yeah, back to that story of the C T W C twenty nineteen videos. I I also do remember one night where I think it was the semifinals of Thank You Z vs Joseph. Yeah, um, I was waiting for the premiere to drop, and I just. Fell asleep <laughs> <laughs> because I was I was so exhausted from watching all the videos previous night. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, after that, I uh, th the main thing I was thinking uh, was like, hey, this Joseph guy can tap pretty fast. Yeah, and for some reason, I was like uh, obsessed with clicking fast on. Uh, like a, a Chromebook touchpad because oh, that's really? the level of board I want to play. <laughs> oh my! Where I started just doing click tests. <laughs> oh my! To see how fast I could get. Uh, so I felt like, hey, I can click fast. Yeah. I, I probably have a big advantage over all these dashers and slower tappers. Yeah. So I started trying to play the game seriously. Still an emulator. Yeah, on my yeah. Chromebook. Uh, and yeah, that's around the time. I, I think this was about uh, June 2020. Yeah. Uh, so there was like a six month gap between, uh, I, I think, the 2019 videos. Uh, they got released in got December. Released in December, yeah. yeah. So there, there's still a six month gap that which I don't know what happened I know I wasn't playing but I, I don't know if I was watching either but then June 2020 yeah, what June. what happened that you started to play NES Tetris uh, I don't know actually <laughs> I don't remember I, I might be getting it wrong and it might just be like right after uh, after the 2019 videos dropped on YouTube but I don't think so uh, I also don't want to think so because if I started playing in June 2020, that means I got my first 1.3 under one year. Oh. <laughs> so that makes me seem like a better player. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
It's yeah, still uh, timeline's a bit <laughs> fake. But you started playing in June 2020. Did you did you like fully playing in in June 2020? Not being bored of in class and playing any Tetris on a Game Boy emulator, but you you bought a console, right? Uh, that was a bit later, actually. Actually, now I do remember what got me to play um, on the emulator. So the thing was, I I wanted to watch anime. <laughs> Not yeah. during class. This was just at home. I, I wanted to watch anime, but I had the habit of watching YouTube videos and then playing uh, games yeah. while doing that, like doing both at the same time. But when I watched anime, I had to read the subtitles, so I couldn't do that because I, like, the way I would be playing was like my usually my Switch console would be like below me, and then my Chrome would be here. Yeah. So then I had to keep going like this. So the solution I came up with was I would have. Uh, half of the screen covered with a tab of anime. Yeah. And the other half would be my uh, emulator. <laughs> okay. So that way I could just like quickly switch between them. And yeah, that's basically my solution. Oh my. So, you, I mean, anime, you, you need to watch anime with the original dub, like the Japanese dub. So yeah. you didn't want to watch anime with your ears like the the same anime but the english dub yeah that was just horrendous <laughs> you tried i tried especially the anime that i was watching uh i don't know if you know it it's a bit popular in uh in netherlands it's called inazumi 11 oh yeah my brother was fan of it yeah me oh too. my yeah i've like a bunch of stuff somewhere over there like a bunch of keychains of uh, some characters oh great uh, yeah, I absolutely love that series. I grew up with it. Uh, it's my favorite series. Um, but the English dub of it is the worst possible we, dub you can ever think of. We watched the Dutch dub on on <laughs> cable TV. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I could stand that as a child. I guess I was a child, so that explains everything. But You know that for some movies and series... We prefer the Dutch dub over the original dub because that is what we are used to. Yeah, uh, yeah, I can see that. I mean, I don't really watch that many movies or series, so I don't really have any that I can think of. But that, that does make sense. For example, the movie Cars, we we rather want to watch it in the Dutch dub than the original, uh, than in English because. The movie came out in 2006, so I was 10. So I watched the movie constantly in Dutch, never in English. So it's weird to see it in English than to see it in the, yeah, to yeah. see it in Dutch. But what was your emulator PB? So I was playing for like what was it, three, four months on emulator. Um, it was mostly during my summer holiday, so I had a lot of time to play. Yeah, but. Uh, I would also occasionally play during class when I had the chance, of course. <laughs> uh, I wonder how much I should say. I think my parents are going to listen to me. <laughs> it's uh, two years ago. You graduated, so who cares? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I remember I got uh, 978,000 uh, on emulator. Oh, wow. One which... Tetris of a max out. Yeah, and yeah. it was at level 28 top outs, and I hopped along more on the right. Oh, no! <laughs> uh, I got another game, like, in the 970,000, uh, which was at level 27 top out. Oh, even worse. <laughs> um, but funnily enough, my next highest score was 
uh, under 800k. Yeah. So that says something about my consistency. <laughs> um, so that was around the time, like, I think, uh, what was it? What's the month before October? September. September, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so around September, October, uh, more September, I guess, because uh, October was when the Classic Tetris World Championships was. Yeah. Uh, when I heard that it was going to be online, I was like, oh, I'm going to try to qualify for this. Yeah. Because... Um, Really, my goal was to get a max out in quals. <laughs> he did. <laughs> and I did. <laughs> I, I thought it. Th- there were sometimes a couple of thoughts where I was like, hmm, "Would it be like really hype if I got my first max out in my CTWC qual?" <laughs> but you, uh, uh, the CTWC online didn't allow emulators or uh, uh, most clone consoles, so you needed you needed a NCC cartridge, which we're in the Netherlands, so it's a Paul Richard, so that's. Sometimes tricky to to receive. You needed a. I don't. Did you play on flat screen or did you play on CRT? Uh, I did get a CRT. Uh, it's a different one than I have right here. Yeah. Uh, it was. Uh, I don't remember. I it's, I got it from a relative, but it was like really big, so it didn't even fit on my room. Oh, oh yeah, so, I remember for the video. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I would be sitting like. Uh, I guess in the hallway here uh, downstairs. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> and was it color or black or white? It was in color. Oh, and I've been very lucky with my CRTs. Oh man! Uh, I haven't hadn't checked any of them because, or uh, yeah, I hadn't checked both of them for whether they were like uh, <laughs> compatible with <laughs> Bell and NTC. Yeah, but they both are. So oh, that's great, great. And a console? Did you did you have an? Uh, do you have an original console? Do you, did you use a uh, Retron uh, console? Yeah, so I got a Retron. Uh, I don't remember why. I just uh, I did do some research. Uh, I think I just saw like, oh, you can play PAL and NTSC. That's that's pretty cool. I guess I'll get it. Uh, <laughs> it's a hell of a cheaper <laughs> than getting original <laughs> original hardware. Yeah. Uh, 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 hmm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I got my cartridge from uh, from a website. I, I think it was like. Twelve dollars for the cartridge and twenty dollars shipping. Oh my, yeah, all the way from the good old USA to here, yeah, somewhere like that. So, how much time before your actual call did you get all the hardware? Um, it was actually pretty early, but here's the thing. <laughs> uh, I don't remember exactly how much. It must have been like a month to two weeks before that. Yeah, before the call. But I, I couldn't figure out a grip for tapping. Oh my. So I, I, w- I was trying like every grip. I tried Joseph grip, Thank You C grip. Uh, I didn't know any other grips. <laughs> but I, I was just trying like everything. And, and I just couldn't tap fast. I would most of the time just not even be faster than that. Yeah. So uh, actually for a couple of weeks, I just went back to emulator for practicing. And uh, I think about... A week before my call, I decided like, okay, I really gotta get used to console now. Uh, yeah, it's so it's seven <laughs> days before call, and timing wise, it's a little different between a CRT and emulator. Yeah, it, it was very different. Of course, a Chromebook isn't that uh, good. <laughs> no. So I, I had a lot of input delay. Yeah. Uh, I remember. Oh, this is a bit of a tangent, but I remember this one time where I had. A really good game. It was like 
700k into 20 level 20 on emulator or on console uh, on emulator yeah uh it, but it was during my class <laughs> <laughs> and the class ended right there so i had to pause it yeah and put it in my bag we had, we had like i don't know lunch break or something i, I was so excited that like almost sprinted <laughs> to, to the fucking uh, lunch uh, lunch tables. Yeah, I, I immediately opened my Chromebook and I started playing again. And what happened? I uh, I had a JTOC set up to the right. Uh, I didn't do spin because I wasn't very confident in that. It, it was kind of high up, like six high or something. And you just uh, unpassed your game, so I, I just straight into game. nineteen play. Yeah, uh, I, I think it might have been like right before transition or something. But in any case, I, I tried to do the JTOC, and I was about to get it, but then I got a lag spike. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so it froze for a couple <laughs> frames, so it got too early, and that, that was it. Oh, man. I'm happy you never got your max out on uh, on emulator, then. Yeah. But how did you decide on your grip? Like, you used the table grip uh, for your better part of your tapping career? Pretty much my entire tapping career. Yeah. So not pretty much, just my entire your entire tapping career. But how did you decide? Okay, let's let me put the controller on my desk and try if I can tap that way. I was thinking about okay, how am I tapping on emulator differently than I am on this controller? And were the key bindings the same? Like left side on your uh, emulator, left side is directions, and the right side is uh, uh, rotation. No, so. Uh, that's that's also kind of funny. On my emulator, I, I couldn't change the controls for, for some reason. Oh, I first used uh, D as my B button yeah. and spacebar for my A button, but that wasn't really uh, very comfortable, I guess. So then, what for some reason did? Or wait, no, that did actually work. But like then again, I tried to go for the table grip. Yeah. Uh, and I had to switch my controller around because, uh, like, otherwise, I can't really... You tap with your right side. I tap with my right hand. Yeah, left-sided rotation. And left-side rotation. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I had to flip my controller around. So, yeah, I... Oh, right, now I remember. So, I couldn't get used to the con to the other... Uh, rotations on my controller. Yeah. So I thought like, okay, let's practice on emulator. The main thing I noticed was that I needed a hard surface to tap on. Yeah. Uh, so I, I tried tapping on a table. I, I noticed immediately I was a lot faster. Uh, I still, like, so the first time pre trying it out, my uh, CRT was like facing frontward and it was like a only a couple centimeters space before it yeah so it was a really scuffed grip i was mostly just uh like when you you look at it right now i i hold my controller a bit vertically yeah but that time i had it like horizontally and i just had reverse controls kind of yeah that's also something i tried for a little bit reverse controls didn't work out um but yeah that's basically how it started so i was like okay now i need some more surface to tap on and that's how i uh, figured out to rotate my CRT and how to yeah that's how we got more space. And what were your what were your practice games? What were your high scores for your practice games? Or did you go in 
called for that CTD of the sequel? Um, so, as you know, I'm not consistent. I wasn't consistent uh, back then. So, like, the highest score I got was uh, uh, like 700k. I don't think I got an 800k score before my max out. <laughs> but, yeah, most of the games wouldn't be to wouldn't get to transition. My main goal was just to get a max out. That was really all I was going for. Yeah. So I didn't care about consistency. Uh, and I tried to go perfect all the time, which, of course, doesn't work every game. Nah. So yeah, that's basically <laughs> what my playstyle was. But then, okay, CTWC qualifying is coming. Um, how did you find out that, that CTWC was online that year? Uh, from Scouts, I think. He made a video about the 2020 CTWC. So I thought, like, oh, that's... Uh, that's cool. Uh, I'll sign up. Yeah. So, so that's also, I don't know if I said this earlier, but that's the main reason why I got the equipment. So you signed up for CTWC. Um, no one knew you back then. No. It was like 20, 2020. No one knew Sidnev. Um, I also signed up for CTWC 2020. I thought I was the only Dutchie that was going to qualify for, for CTWC. Then you sat in, in the CTWC Discord server. Oh yeah, I'm also a Dutch, and I was like, okay, cool. Who are you? I don't know you. Are you like another 300k, 400k player? Can uh, I confess uh, something? <laughs> so I, I was looking at your qualifier. Yeah. Uh, I was watching it live a bit. I don't think I could catch a lot. I might have been at work at the moment. Back then I had work. Can you imagine? <laughs> Can you imagine? Now you're a full-time Tetris player. Uh, but I, I was kind of glad to see you doing bad. <laughs> so I could be the best Dutch player. <laughs> It ain't hard to be the best Dutchie when I'm around. <laughs> you saw my betting looks qualify. It still sucks. <laughs> I was happy to get my 500k, but no, yeah, no. I was I, I scored 295 during the qualifier in 2020, but my PB my PB back then was 314 or something like that. So it was oh. so it was pretty close to my PB. So it was well, okay, cool. But I was but I didn't know you, and I was like. And then, obviously, I didn't watch your call because, okay, who the heck is Sidnav? Why should I? Wa okay, I support my Dutchies, but I wasn't invested in the Benelux scene as I am now. So why would I watch another Dutchie play? You know what I mean? And then the next day I know, oh, we have first Dutch Max out. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? 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 But talk about that. You had your call and it, it felt like... It, the call didn't go your way. You were frustrated oh. to the max. And then your last or second to last game of the qualifier was the max out. Yeah. It, it, actually, if you look at my first max video, you can see me uh, soft reset a game and being very tilted. <laughs> yeah, very tilted. <laughs> like meshing your hat on the desk tilted. Yeah, I'm not sure what my mindset was. It's, it's a long time ago. Uh of course, I was just trying to go for that max out. I, I think my top score was... Uh, I mean, I do know my top score because it was my kicker. But it was uh, 660,000. Like level 22 top out. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't know exactly what I was thinking. I, I just completely forgot now. But uh, I, I'm glad I got a max out. <laughs> yeah. And and you got your way into CTWC. Yeah. And then it was the top 64. You got put in... A bracket. I think it was a very, a very tough bracket. Yeah, it was uh, called bracket of death by some people. Yeah, but you never played a match. 
you never played a match before. So how did you try to figure out how do I need to play a match? Uh, what are the rules? Uh, uh, and all that. Your first match wasn't at CTWC. It was a week prior at the Friendly Show. Uh, a day prior. Actually. A day prior. Wow, a day prior. But it was against Joss, Joss Tollis yeah. on the Friendly Show, uh, who's the Buck Kingsman. Yeah, uh, he really wanted to play me because there was a possibility that we that we would meet in the CTWC bracket. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, "Wow, Josh Tolls, that, that's a, that's an honor <laughs> to play him." Um, it it didn't really go my way. Uh, you got swept. I did get swept. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> the first game was very painful. Uh, so Josh topped out early, and I thought I was good, but I needed like. Uh, a couple hundred more points. Oh my! Oh, so, so intentionally topped out and and <laughs> oh I lost no. that game. <laughs> Josh Charles wanted to to give me the game. Yeah, but, uh, Kingsman said like, no, that that's not how it goes here. That's just a yeah, it's a learning experience. Very grateful to Kingsman because I made sure to never do that again. <laughs> At least not until C three C this year. But uh, yeah, the other two games were also like a hundred k top outs. Um, I didn't know how to play comp. I didn't know how to play consistent. Uh, so I just kind of went in blind. I did try to practice my consistency the, the day before and the day of. Uh, I think those were like my longest playing days. I played like eight hours or something, oh. maybe even more. Um, but I, I didn't know how to play. So, uh, when it came to the first match, uh, of course I was really nervous. I was shaking. Yeah. Um, and the first game against Paul Yo, I, uh, topped out early because I set up like a dirty Tetris, uh, I don't know, four high, gone two, and it didn't work out. So I felt like, Hey, maybe, maybe this isn't a good idea. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> what do you think? So that's when I tried to burn. Some, some people still don't know how to burn. Yeah, but. It's a crazy idea. It's I, I'm saying it as kind of a joke, but that's literally what I did. I just thought like, hey, maybe I should just burn. Yeah. Uh, because the the standard I had in mind for all the players was way higher than they actually were. So I thought I would need like 80% Tetris rate at any time to keep up. Oh, yeah. Uh, I didn't know any of the scoring, of course. Uh, how, how much Tetris rate you needed to max out. Do know now. Thank you, James Chan. <laughs> um but yeah so so after that i started playing a bit more consistent i did still uh maybe not early top the second game i i think i got to transition i don't remember actually so i probably shouldn't say anything (laughs) but i did come back uh two games against paul yeah which was very surprising i was honestly i think i you dm'd me earlier that day uh, wishing me good luck, and I was like, "Thanks. I hope I can just win a single game." Yeah, he did, uh, and I did. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I was already very happy with that. I thought I would maybe be able to win against Paul, uh, and I was honestly on my way to do it. Uh, and then I ran into a fifty-three piece drought. Ooh, those are the one you remember. Yeah, yeah. That that's what I remember, <laughs> and. uh yeah, I, I topped out uh, because of that. Of course, I, I wasn't used to uh, used to playing consistent and burning a lot, so I was still playing very aggressively. Yeah, it was still <laughs> passive for me, but 
for the rest, of course, uh, maybe not. I, I don't remember uh, the decisions I made uh, from that game. Of course, it's a long time ago. Uh, I'm sure I could have gotten out of it, uh, but at the time I was just like, 53 piece route, not my fault. This is this is not my fault. <laughs> Stupid game. <laughs> and then, uh, then you got relegated to the losers round because the online year CDWC was double bracket at least for the group stage. Yeah, and I'm very glad they did that. So, so I could play two matches. Yeah. Matches. Then you played against Tugi. Yeah. The oh. start of a, a long rivalry. Exactly. And the rivalry is still going. But it got to a decider. Yeah. Once I, again. I was actually up 2-0 at first. Uh, I, w I was getting like really good games in, honestly. Uh, I, I even remember when Scout uploaded this, uh, this video about, uh, about the 2020 World uh, Championships and like everyone in the what's it called the watch party? Yeah, yeah. He uh, he uploaded some of that, and there was a moment where Dog was saying like, "Dude, how is Sidnev so good? He's always on Max face." Was, yeah, that that was great to hear. <laughs> Thank you, Dog. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so I was actually playing very well. I think it's mostly because my strategy at that time was mostly just play flat. Yeah, that's it. If you get a long, enough long bars, that's that's a good strategy. If you don't, if you get it, for example, a 53 piece throughout, yeah, it doesn't work out. But I, I was getting good paces. I was getting like consistent 500k transitions. Yeah. So yeah, I was feeling very confident. I remember a couple times where I looked at the max out club. I was mostly focusing on my own game, of course. Yeah. And I remember one time just looking, and I saw like I'm ahead. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Nothing makes sense in Tetris. <laughs> so yeah, I was up to oh then. I had two games where I topped early on uh, on post-transition because I still wasn't used to playing consistent on post-transition. Yeah. So stacked way too high. I think I put like uh, an L in column 9 when I was like 6 high already. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, Tugi was able to mostly line out and catch up, which I don't blame him for doing, but it, it's still lame. <laughs> I mean, if you gotta win that way, you gotta win that way. W is a W. Yeah. And so the last game uh, against Tugi, I had a bit of a soccer game. I did get to transition. I think it was like 300k. But uh, I wasn't too happy with that. But uh, nonetheless, I was still very happy that I got to perform better than my expectations. Oh, yeah. In C3 Instead of winning one game, maybe you won four games and all your matches went to your decider. So, so it was a flip coin in the end. Yeah, I got the highest ranking of all the... People went to O2. Yeah, so that, that's... So I'm very proud of that. That's very proud. How did you improve yourself after CTWC? Uh, I mostly played a lot. And also just played a lot of matches. Um, I think it was a while until my next match. It was probably in CTL. I didn't play in CTM because at the time I thought CTM was only Masters. Yeah. So I felt like, no way I'm going to qualify for that. <laughs> it's a bit more than only Masters. <laughs> uh, I do remember in one of my first matches, was against Nolan, uh, I got my second max, which was a 1.1. So, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, kind of crazy. It it did... Did it give me a, a bit of confidence? I don't remember. I do remember that I thought it was too easy. Why? Uh, I just felt like I got... Like, I didn't have to put in any effort. I, got, I guess I just got really good long bar timing. Yeah. 
but I felt like it shouldn't have been a 1.1. Like, I felt like if I can do this, then why does, like, I can't really think of a specific player, but how does someone else with this PB not have higher? Yeah. Let's move then to, to 2021. Uh, it basically started off with a bang. You qualified for the future circuit. Right. For a CTM, and you ended up winning that tournament. Yeah, somehow. Um, so what happened was in the first round, I played like Scamper. I don't know why I remember this tournament, but I do. Um, because if probably your first tournament victory. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I played Scamper. With, I think it went to a decider or a 1 3 1. I don't think anything special happened. Um, then I played Tetrasaurus. Well, I thought I was definitely not going to beat. Yeah. Sure, he was like a very high seed too. But what happened was in game one, he had controller issues. His controller like unplugged. Oh. Um, so I felt like, well, what's going to happen? Are we, are we going to redo this? But then the restreamer, I don't remember who, just gave me a heart. Then we went on to the next game. So I was like, I could say something, but I have an advantage now. Yeah, why should you say something? I'm not like that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I do try to win fairly. Um, I, I, I still feel kind of bad about that. Sorry, Tetrasaurus. Yeah, in the second game, I think he topped out early, uh, just naturally. So I was like, hey, I'm suddenly up 2-0. Then the third game, I got a 650,000 transition. It's always a good transition score. Sure. And uh, he thought about like shortly after transition, so I won that too. And then I was suddenly in the semifinals, I think. No, that's top eight, right? They played against Anthony in the in the, in the semifinals. Got yeah, to a decider. Again, we we like had a couple early top outs between each other. So that, that was like most of the tournament. There were a lot of early top outs. Um, and in the finals, I went up against Mladchuk, yeah, Milchuk. Uh, uh, I remember titling my stream "Winning Future Circuits at Monthly Tetris." <laughs> Sandy really liked that. <laughs> Imagine you did. <laughs> you won in a sweep, so yeah, uh, I was very surprised. I, I really thought I was going to lose. Uh, Mladchuk was or is a very good player. Yeah, I, I definitely thought he was better than me. Uh, he was a lot more consistent, but. Somehow I, uh, I, I at least got one game to kill screen with 800,000, which I w win, uh, which I won. Yeah. Not really sure what else happened. I do remember I got like a sick dig on level 18 somewhere and I got like spammed by DMs from Aaron, who was cheering me on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Aaron. Love you. Do you remember what happened the next day after your future win? Because the future win was on a Saturday and the next day we had the, the Metalux tournament. <laughs> yes. The PAL one. The one, first ever Benelux tournament. I want to shut off from my mind. Then <laughs> <and> win. <laughs> oh, you were so angry at that tournament. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. Really tilted. There was an eight-person tournament. That was the Benelux, the first one. And you qualified first seed, I think. So you got placed in the group with Wing, Rocco, and Luco. Yeah. So you oh, right, yeah. So you played your matches. You were guaranteed quarterfinal, and if you got placed one and two in your group, you were semifinal. So you got first, I think. Yeah, I won all the matches in the group. Yeah, and then I played RVP in the semifinals. Yes, and I lost that because I was just playing very dumb. Yeah, I was like, 
I remember sometimes I was like, I wonder if I can hit this tab to the left. Oh, I didn't. Oh, I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> that happened like three times. <laughs> yeah, so RVP won from Group B, first seed in Group B, so moved on to the finals. But you were done. You didn't You didn't even want to play the third place match. You were that done with, um, with the tournament. I'm not sure about that. I mean, like, just I don't remember. That, that's, I'm not sure. <laughs> I do because <laughs> because I found it very funny because you're. You <laughs> I remember changing my webcam to yeah. <laughs> NTSC's Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> like I say, you uh, were very tilted. It was it was it was very fun to uh, look back on. At the moment, I was like, oh my god, what is happening here? Here, <laughs> uh, I'm so glad I'm not like that anymore. <laughs> You never rage anymore after a, after a bad uh, competition uh, play? I do, but I don't show. <laughs> I, I always, like, when someone rages against me, I always then feel, like, kind of awkward and feel kind of bad. So when someone wins against me, I, I always say, like, GG, well played, my bad. I sometimes leave some salty comments. Yeah. But mostly I just want the other player to not feel bad about winning. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, I've definitely improved that part of myself a lot, which uh, I am kind of proud of. But uh, if we if we go further in twenty twenty one, you qualified for masses in May. Yeah. That was your first masses event, and uh, you you did qualify for challenges the the months prior, but you got out of in in round one. Then you qualified for masses, got to the semifinals. Yeah, I, I was very surprised. Uh, I remember the first match was against Aaron, which was awesome. I mean, Aaron's my, uh, basically my rival over my whole career. Uh, he had a similar story to me in the C3WC 2020 mm. uh, qualifiers. Yeah. He was also a completely unknown player, beating balls and uh, got in. So we've basically been uh, rivals since then. We also played in CTL uh, Division 4. Uh, he was a lot better than me. He was a lot more consistent. Uh, but yeah, overall, uh, or above all, he's just a great guy, which I love. Um, so yeah, it, it was great to play Aaron in Masters. Uh, he was sure that I was going to beat him. You were sure he was going to beat you? Uh, I wasn't sure that he was going to beat me, but I also wasn't sure that I was going to beat him. Oh, yeah. But you swept him. I did. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I do remember uh, in one game, I had like, Three long bar dependencies between level 25 and 27, and I got bailed for all of them. So it didn't feel deserved. <laughs> you got just as many long bar dependencies as Alp usually has at any given point in his stack. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I was just happy to win one game. Uh, I got to play Tristop after, which that was absolutely insane. That that at that point it was like the moment I considered myself. To like be on the path to getting actually good. Yeah. Because I, I won the match. Uh, I, I got like multiple max outs, I think. Uh, I do remember Kristoff topping out in level 25 somewhere and I thought like, oh wow, he, he definitely should have gotten that. Um, but I think I won in the decider. Uh, I was just absolutely blown away by it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's basically what I wanted to say. I just really didn't expect to win against Tristop. <laughs> <laughs> but you won, and then you moved on to the semifinals and faced off against Nenu. Yeah. 
he ended up winning the tournament, so you lost in 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 the semifinals. But what was it like playing against Nenu? Um, I the first before the first game started, I was like, okay, I just beat Tristop. Anything can happen. Yeah. Um, but I don't remember what happened in the following two games, or like I just only remember one moment from one game. I don't know which one, but I uh, lost some. Uh, some of that spirit, which had me like, okay, I can do this. Yeah. Um, and I was in a dig somewhere in, in late post transition. I felt like, oh, Nenu, Nenu has this. There's no way. Yeah. Um, so I kind of gave up, uh, with a square somewhere. Uh, yeah, that was a mistake, of course. Uh, I, it was like a split second thought, which where I gave up, I did want to, Try to keep going, but it was already too late. Yeah, and then you ended up topping out very shortly after. I only, I only needed a couple thousand more points, so uh, that was also a lesson for me to just never give up. Never give up. You know, don't know what happens. Yeah. Yeah. One moment your stack is clean, the other moment your stack is oh my god, what is this? Uh, it definitely was an honor for me to play Nenu, uh, but yeah, I, I'm also not very uh, disappointed in me losing, of course. Total Radness! Yo, this is Steve DeLuca of Total Radness, home of the Tetris World Tetris Order. World Order, bringing order to a world. Ready to get rolling on the right side? Dominate the D-pad with a goofy foot controller. Visit TotalRadNES.com to score a controller modded by the inventor, me. We've also got TWO gear, CTWC approved hardware, and a ton of additional retrospective madness. Tune in to twitch.tv slash totalradness to watch Crate and I take the BLV to 11. Also, don't miss the other homies at Aaron Jawsamoki for the Boom Tetris house parties with the Kitchen Dwellers. And at Classic Vomps for those classic Tetris snubs. Be the best and keep it TWO for, for, for life. We will return to the conversation in a minute, but first. Peace Dependency Podcast is available on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. Every episode will be available at full length over on the Peace Dependency Podcast YouTube channel. Subscribe, rate, and like our content to get us notified. There's also a Peace Dependency YouTube channel. On this channel, you'll see podcast highlights, mini documentaries, and other NES-related topic videos. You can follow us on the socials at Peace Dependency. Peace Dependency is active on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Join the Tetris Friendly's Discord server. Besides the fact that it's the place to discuss anything Peace Dependency, you can also participate in some lovely friendlies or put your ELO on the line in the various ELO battles. If you have a suggestion who we need to have on the next Peace Dependency podcast, let us know through the socials or our Discord channels. Now, let's go back to the conversation. Did you feel like you got better with competition matches while playing matches, or did you feel like you improved more with 
training all by yourself or training in a in a voice call or something like that um so i i didn't really feel like like when i look back now i think my uh like improvement line that is pretty steady it goes up pretty regularly yeah but at the time i felt like i was going all over the place one time i had uh, or or one match i would have like uh like against Tristop or something, I would have like multiple max outs and be the top player like him. And yeah. Other matches, uh, I remember this CTL uh, match against Rhubarb where I just topped out three times early, uh, like around 100k, which was I think around the same time, maybe a bit earlier probably, but still it didn't feel very consistent. Yeah. I do remember that at one point I was. Uh, or I decided to just go for consistency in yeah. uh, practice sessions because I usually still went for PBs or just more for pace. Yeah. And I didn't really care if I had the software set, but I thought... And one day I just thought, like, okay, no resets. Let's just see how it goes. And I definitely noticed that I was less tilted because I had to reset less. Yeah. Of course, and that uh, makes a lot of sense. And, yeah, from that I did get a a lot more consistent, I think. Was it also the result that you got your consecutive max outs world record? Oh, that's that's the that that's a lot later, I think. Um, yeah, no, but more like playing with that mindset of not oh. soft resetting every game if it if the pace isn't there or you misplace a piece or something like that. More like playing with the mindset of okay. I won't soft reset. If I get a 1.0 max out, that's fine. If I get a 1.1 max out, that's fine. If I get a 900k, that's fine. But was playing with that mindset uh, led that to your con 11 consecutive max outs world record? So for that specific uh, world record, I I remember I got like back-to-back -back max outs and then I went to brush my teeth because it was almost time to sleep. I didn't sleep. Yeah, I have this habit of when I get the back to back, I just want to see how far I can go. Yeah. Uh, so I got like uh, back three back and back four back, and I was like, okay, th this is going somewhere. But it, it kind of happened out of nowhere, really, because I think before that, my best was uh, back four back or back five back. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't know if that mindset really helped me during that session. Because I think at that point I I'd mostly moved past the set, the mindset of not resetting every game. Yeah. Although I guess that was still what I was doing. It was just my norm at that point. Oh yeah. Ever want that consecutive max out world record back? Yeah, I do. <laughs> but it's gonna be very tough. I, I don't know if I want to grind for it. But again, when I get like a back to back or back free back, I I just can't tend to get in the mindset of, okay, how far can I go? Yeah. And to just let it happen. If it happens, it happens naturally. Yeah. Yeah. What's the story of uh, getting one point, one pushdown point at the start of every game? <laughs> oh, yeah. Of course, this question would come. Um, I mean, it's signature Sidnav. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, th this goes back to the emulator days. Yeah. Um, as I said, I had a lot of input delay. So I wanted to train to get uh, spins. Yeah. And the best way I thought of doing that was seeing uh, how much the input delay was. Yeah. 
So at one point, what point did I need to start pushing down for it to count as when I'm pushing down? You know? Yeah. So I started to develop a feel with that by pushing down one point every game so I could see exactly uh, at what points uh, I needed to like make the input. Yeah. So that's basically how it started. Uh, and it became a habit after it. Yeah, it became a habit. If I didn't do it, it just felt wrong. <laughs> Is it if you don't push down in one game, like, and you notice it, do you play considerably worse? No. <laughs> no, when I don't push down one game, if I'm just playing by myself, I just reset. <laughs> um, you want that one on the end. Yeah. <laughs> there, there has not been a single game. That's wrong. There has been one game I noticed very recently. Uh, at the end, there, there was a zero at the end. I was very devastated. <laughs> but there, for the rest, there hasn't been a single game of mine that hasn't ended with a one, which I intended to seriously play out. I mean, it it gave you one tournament victory. It did. <laughs> Six four Invitational twenty twenty one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that that was crazy. I don't, uh, I don't force in a chase down, and he was basically there, but uh, didn't look at the score correctly, and I won by one point. <laughs> After a tie, it's the closest margin. I hate tie games, but I think I hate even more if you win by one point. You're like, oh my god, I just lost by push down point. Yeah, and it went to a decider too after that. Yeah, you won four to three, so best of seven finals, and you won one game, or pretty much you won a tournament because you <laughs> pushed down one uh, one point. So before we we talk about CTWC twenty twenty one, you're a trifecta player. You have max out with all three playstyles. Um, I mean, we can say you have you have a max out max out now with all three playstyles, and you have a max out with PAL. So I think yeah. those are the four main max outs you 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 want to get, and uh, I want to talk about the Paul max out first because how rough was that grind for the Paul max out? Because you always got nine ninety, nine ninety five, nine eighty five, and then boom, your first max out, like I said, happens a day before this recording. It's not only a max out, but it's also a rollover. Yeah, so the, the grind was definitely rough at times. Um, I I still don't feel like the grind is over because I got my max out from an eight start. <laughs> which, uh, if you look at my video, the moment I I get the max out, I'm like, oh, this, this just feels wrong, <laughs> because I've just been grinding for the ninety max out for so long. Yeah. Um, I, I still have a couple videos on my PC of uh, of jokes like eight hundred k level forty whatever. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, that, so I've been going for it for a long time, but at the same time, uh, I haven't been actively grinding it ever. There's been a couple days uh, in a row, like at some point of the year, I'm just like, oh, I feel like playing Bell today. Yeah. For a couple days, I go for some nightly starts yeah. without the tents and uh, don't get it. Uh, I do think it's very fun, but you can't do it for too long because very mentally draining and physically draining, of course. Yeah. My hypertyping. Um, so I can't really try it for long. And 
What's the palm max out? So no, you, you so now you got your first palm max out. You got your first rollover, but it's not fulfilling because it's an eighteen star game. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. It's not that I'm not proud of it. It's not that I don't think it's good. I, I'm. I'm still glad I got it. Yeah. I I know I said at the end of the stream like. Oh, I didn't even get first. It wasn't worth it to get a max out. <laughs> <laughs> no, SV got e a higher, higher average. Yeah, he beat me by two thousand. Imagine scoring one point seven, and not getting first seat in CTP. Yeah, I mean, well, SV honestly got a, a worse qualifier than he's capable of. Yeah, a couple. Of, what was it? A couple of days later, a couple of days prior, seven million. 7.5 million. Oh man, third person ever to reach Glitch Colors, second person ever on PAL to to reach Glitch Colors. I mean, I think it's going to uh, going to SeaTac, and uh, yeah. it, it will be one of the main favorites. Yeah, I was uh, I was also playing in the he he, he got it in a, a classic Tetris Wars PBTV session. Yeah, uh, I was also playing in that, and I saw like a couple games. I, there was a, at least another game where he got another 19-star rollover. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how he's so consistent, but he's definitely going to be... Practice, practice, uh, practice. I always see so much photos of him playing, getting 1.3, 1.4s, uh, then grinding pal. But I have grand designs on the next podcast, so we'll definitely, oh, definitely really? talk about That's them. Awesome. Yeah, talk about the 7.5 million. I mean... I mean, I I did one stream with Grand Designs, and I sometimes needed to take my headphones <laughs> off because they yell so much. But I haven't watched it yet. But I can only imagine that, <laughs> that my speakers will explode <laughs> after after his game is done. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I I have to mute the stream. <laughs> I can't handle it. <laughs> oh man, Grand Designs will love you so much. Um, which of the three playstyles? Uh, uh, Hypertapping, rolling, and dash. Which of the three playstyles was the hardest to to get your max out? Well, that would that would be dash. Um, I, I guess rolling. I never really tried eighteen starts until I got like I don't know what it was, but I got pretty good at twenty nine already. Uh, th then I try. I'm pretty sure I tried like a couple nineteen starts just to see how it went, and then I got like a sixty. I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Wasn't special to get your first roll max out? Not really. Uh, at, at, <laughs> I was thinking for a while that it would be funny if my first roll max out would be at 29 start. Um, which, it would be funny, but it would also not be realistic. <laughs> I mean, if you only grind 29 with rolling. So, yeah. it's it's. But how did you start start practicing rolling? Did you play 18 games, 19 games, 29 games, or did you... Uh, so, so yeah, first I started with uh, the dash grip, or the rolling grip, but uh, playing dash to get used to the controls. Yeah. Then I started trying to actually roll. Yeah. I did 12 starts, if I remember. I heard from someone that they were good. I think it was Ian. I'm not sh quite sure after that. I think I did some 18 starts. I, uh, I got like 400k, I think. Yeah. Uh, almost transitioned, then I thought like, okay, now it's just time to go for 29. I think I've got it down enough to where I can get some lines. And from there, I just played 29 a lot. And it was slowly grinding up towards more and more and more lines and setting up potentially for Tetris and all that. I thought if I'm going to roll, 
like the main advantage rolling has over tapping on 29 is being able to hit five taps. Yeah. So I would go for five taps every time I had the chance because yeah. that's the best option. Uh, at the start, it was a bit frustrating when I missed it like every other time. Mm -hmm. But eventually, I did see some results from it. So I think it was worth it. Do you find playing death the most boring way then of all three? Boring is a wrong way to describe it. I usually just play it to chill. Uh, usually when I do some rolling practice and I'm like getting a bit tired, I'm noticing my rolling is getting worse because of uh, fatigue in my hand. Or yeah. Uh, I usually just sit down and play some DAS games. And hypertapping on, on NTSC is pretty much out of the books? Uh, mostly. I did do a couple games. Uh, I remember at C3WC 2022, like a week ago, uh, like the morning or the night before I had to leave, I was playing some hypertapping on uh, T-Storm's TV. Yeah. And somehow got back-to-back 1.2. Oh, nice. So, so I still got it. <laughs> um, he, he wasn't... Not, I'm not going to say he wasn't too happy. That, that's too much. He, he was just a bit like playfully frustrated. <laughs> like, oh, come on, you, you're going to get that score on my TV. How am I ever going to beat that? <laughs> Grinding, 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 grinding. Yeah, so, so um, mostly hyperdepping on NCSC is, is gone for me. I I might like go for some huge goal somewhere in the future when like the rest of the game is pretty much dead. Yeah. And if I still like like it enough to grind, but uh, for now it's definitely just gone. <laughs> Do you think the game will be dead in a couple of years? In a couple of years, probably. Um. I'm kind of pessimistic, and I think that it's going to die off after 2023, uh, C3WC. Why do you think that? I just I just think that with rolling, uh, I feel like we're going to hit the limits of what humans can do uh, pretty soon. Yeah. Players are improving very quickly. Um, I would very much like to be proven wrong. Yeah. But uh, I think there's a good possibility that the game will die in like a year to two years. Mm -hmm. Or at least start dying off. Well, but I mean, they are getting pretty close to what is assuming possible at Super Mario Bros. 1. And they are still playing that game. Sure. And a lot of people are playing the game. So. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if that's very comparable with a speedrun and like a competition game. But I mean, we'll see. There's no way I can predict the future. Yeah, exactly. So now with all the not all the death tournaments, but they are they are going to get more. We are going to see more and more death tournaments now. That that is pretty much death to win the major ones like CTWC, CTM Masses, and uh, uh, now the returning CTL. Um, so they are organizing death tournaments. So it's it's useful to have death in your arsenal, so you can always pick it up and play DAS. Let's move back to CTWC. Uh, we are a year further from uh, from 2020. More experience. You've won a couple of tournaments. With uh, what kind of expectations did you sign up for uh, for CTWC? My goal was to get top 16 uh, because I felt like that would be realistic. Yeah. yeah, that was basically what I was going for. I didn't really care about my qualifier, what I got. Yeah. Uh, I got seven max outs, if I remember correctly. Correct. And, like, I was pretty neutral about that. I didn't think it was 
very good. I didn't think it was bad at all. So I, I was quite content with it. Uh, when I saw the bracket, I did think there were a lot of very good players. Yeah, once again, you were in the bracket of death. Yeah, but what someone told me, I don't remember who, but what made me feel more confident was what it really made it a bracket of death was that I was part of it. Yeah, uh, the number two seed from your bracket, half was the, the top seed, uh, so to say. Yeah. Then half uh, cheese, Ella, Doge, Sodium, Tugi, and Scotto. They were all in uh, all in your group. And once again, you played your first match against Tugi. And Tugi yeah. had that amazing hype video <laughs> yeah. running around Vienna. <laughs> the, the best <laughs> classic Tetris video, period. Yeah. <laughs> running around Vienna on the Rocky Music team. But this time, you defeated Tugi. You, you swept the floor with him. I, yeah, I, I still think that's like my best performance uh, in C3OBC that year. Those games, I, I was playing very consistently. I remember in the warm-up game, I got like uh, 1.14, level 31. Yeah. So I was feeling very good, maybe a bit too confident even. Yeah. Which is very rare for me. I, I tend to d doubt myself a lot. Yeah. Um, but it did work out against Tugi. Uh, so the next round I played against Sodium, uh, which, I mean, I thought it was awesome. I love Sodium. He's really funny. Uh, which might have caused me to lose the match because I felt like, hey, I'm going to be funny. I'm going to set up this Fitz. <laughs> uh, that Fitz ended up causing me to top out and I lost in a decider. Oh, man. So, Was it overconfidence? Um, it might have been. I don't really remember. Uh, I do remember that after I lost one game against Sodium, I don't remember if it was because of the vids or not. Uh, I, I think I was still, I think it was the first game, yeah? Yeah. Uh, I, I was still like laughing a lot and I was like having fun. Felt like, okay, I'll, I'll get back from this. Then, then, uh, I don't remember if I topped early or if I just lost, but, uh, I lost another game now. I felt a bit like more nervous. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I could definitely lose this. Uh, and then I did lose against Sodium and I was like, Oh God, this is that's that's not good. Yeah, I was like, uh, like my mental state, or yeah, I guess my mental state, yeah, was really not uh, good at the time. Yeah, uh, I'm still struggling with that the most. Build up a lot of expectations for yourself for that tournament, CTWC yeah. 2021. So in that uh, tournament, it was it was like especially bad. Yeah, I don't know. I I guess I still think a lot like that. I. Uh, then, then I'm just not confident in myself, mm -hmm. which I don't know if that's a bad thing because at the start, uh, of when I was started like getting good, I guess, which was like after the match against Tristop in May 2021. Yeah. I still thought of myself as an underdog against like pretty much every good player. Yeah. And that helped my mental, uh, a lot, mental game. Uh, because I wasn't pressured to do well. Yeah. I think that was what I was trying to find. That I feel, sometimes feel pressure to do well. And when I don't, I start getting very worried and I can't really play uh, at my regular level. Yeah. And now this was the big, the big stage. It was a lot of people watching on Twitch. Then you lost to Sodium, so you got relegated once again to the loser's bracket. You defeated Doge. Yeah, I, I'm 
glad I didn't lose there already. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I think it wasn't that good of a match. Uh, I think Doge early talked a couple times. So that definitely helped me calm down a bit. Uh, but after that, I played Cheese. And I did think I could beat him. Yeah. Um, but that made it worse when I did lose a game where I felt like, okay, now, now I'm getting a bit worried, you know? Yeah. And that's uh, when I started playing uh, a bit worse, I think. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of what I'm trying to say with my, my mental. My mental game's still not good in that regard that I can't focus on the game fully sometimes. Yeah, so you lost against Cheese and it was it was difficult after after CTWC. I think it was a pretty rough loss. But then moving forward, uh, the top eight finals have happened from CTWC. The European Championship, CTAC, is going around the corner uh, playing PAL and you decide to qualify. Once again, it's online. And you qualified second after after Fractal, who yeah. who picked up Paul and was rolling and decided to qualify for a European Championship. And um, but then miraculously, you won pretty much your group stage. You qualified for the winners bracket of the final day of the top eight. Uh, you had some pretty intense matches, but of that top eight, you first lost to Fractal. Yeah. Um, at that point, I still, I think I felt pressured to play very efficient on level 18 in yeah. Fractal because he had the upper hand on 19. Um, but that did cause me to early top out, uh, I think a couple times. So that, uh, that definitely taught me that I shouldn't do that. Yeah. Uh, after that, I did. Uh, go on to the finals to meet Fractal again, and there I really focused on consistency on 18. Uh, the finals of CTAC was really a match between Sidnav, who is consistent on 18, versus Fractal, who is consistent on 19. That was what the match felt like. So the first match, it was a 5-3 win for you. And it really felt that you got the advantage on 18, always transitioned, or pretty much always transitioned with the highest score. And you tried to go as far as you could on 19, on, on the 19 play, and then let's see if it's enough. And Fractal catches up, catches up. If it, if we don't, then it's a, it's, a, it's a win for me. And it felt like that final was always... How far can I reach? How far can I go ahead of Fractal on 18? And can I go far enough into 19 and scoring enough points into 19 so that I can defeat Fractal? Because that was pretty much the only strategy that would work. Yeah, sure. Um, so, as I said, I, I was more focused on consistency over efficiency. I wasn't really focused on Fractal's game at all. Yeah. So I just tried to play well myself. Uh, I, I didn't actually know that I was ahead on uh, 18 most of the time. So you defeated Fractal for the first time. 5-3, bracket reset, winner-takes-all match. And then, once again, you defeated Fractal 5-3. Pretty much with, this, with the same match that we saw, the, the match, let's say, the first, first final matchup between you two. 
The second was yeah. pretty much his exact copy. Well, I'm glad that the last game was different. <laughs> I don't know if you remember, but uh, it was like a 40k top out by me, and Fractal failed to chase it down. <laughs> I I can't remember that much. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, Sidney Oh my god, Sidney Oh my god! I went because we were joking. Oh, the the, the CTEC title will stay in the Benelux because my Winkers won in 2020, and then uh, oh, Sidney was going to win it in 2021, and I was more focused on oh my god. He, he actually pulled it off. Yeah, well, well the final game, I was, I was more thinking of uh, the bracket reset final game. Yeah. Yeah, uh, just to be clear to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can't remember that much of that final because it was like, oh, f he won it. I don't know how, but he won it. Yeah, I also don't know how. <laughs> I mean, world champion of Paul. Yeah. Uh, it. It's kind of surreal to. I'm still that guy. <laughs> I'm still the world champion. That 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 feels like strange. I guess. Yeah, the best pop pop player in the world. Yeah, I guess it would feel more real if I had my trophy at Christopher. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh man, don't. I'm kidding. I can wait. Don't don't bring up that rabbit hole, <laughs> because uh, wing. Didn't receive a trophy, so and then he did eventually, right? If, yeah, but it was like a stock trophy, so like so it stock trophy, and instead of a, a I don't know, was a I think Wing was supposed to receive a T piece or or a, a Tetramino, but got like a stock trophy because the other one was lost in post trans uh, travel or something like that. So I don't know, but it's like. Uh, Hope hopefully if you're going to see tech. Yeah. yeah, hopefully you get your trophy there. Yeah, um, I should probably prepare for for like a bag or something to bring. So a common theme with you and CTM Masters is that you always lose in the semifinals. In 2022, it was one time you reached the finals at least. Yeah, uh, January 2022. Yeah, LXT. I want to talk about Masters of of, of 2022 because. It felt like in forever you had a you had a good masters tournament. Picking up with January of uh, of uh, 2022, your first match in the masters tournament was against Toby. And so. Toby is pretty much your arch nemesis in the online play because I've hosted you your matches against Toby a couple of times on the Elo Clash, and you always end up losing. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's probably a weird mental thing. Probably the same thing uh, with me and Brapta. I, I also always lose against him. Um, well, we haven't played in a while, I guess. But um, yeah, th th there's just something that happens when I when I face certain players where I display a lot worse. <laughs> it also happens against Fractal in NTC at least. So it's always, always it feels like oh right, Sydney versus Toby it should be a good match on paper, but then Toby is a player plays. Amazing on 18, but has five out of ten times has early top outs going into a transition. Yeah, he, he has really good stacking, but he doesn't have the tapping speed to back it up. So, but still, it's it's it should be frustrating losing always against the same player. Yeah, it it, it is. <laughs> so so winning against Toby in the first round was was amazing. Then you face off against Andy and. Uh, um, 
Scout said it last in his, in his last video, and he part of the big six, alongside with Doc, uh, Eric, Half, Fractal, and Alex T. But the fun thing is, even you played against uh, Noodle in the semifinals, uh, Toby, Andy, and Noodle, you all swept them. Oh, did I? Yeah. Wow. All three nothing games. And then you come, uh, with what confidence do you come to a finals? Um, I didn't feel very confident because I felt like I had a relatively easy road to the finals. Yeah. So I thought that like I hadn't really proven myself to, to be like worthy of, of the final. Yeah. And of course I'm facing off against Alex T, which was no doubt the best player at the time. So I didn't really feel like I could beat him. So you still aiming for that first Masters win? Do you think you can win Masters one day? One day I'm hoping to do it. I think it will be my goal before the next CWC. Uh I don't know if I can do it. I am hoping to do something with the uh, next month's Masters because it has a pretty strict line gap. Yeah. I uh, have practiced aggressive play on 29 a lot. Level 39 double kill screen, right? Yes. yes. So... Uh, I'm hoping I can make it far, but uh, I it depends on, on my seed, of course, who I face first. Um, any of the big six would probably still be a very tough matchup. Yeah. Um, I, I think Eric is not playing. I think I saw him say that somewhere. Uh, and... I heard Huff say that he's really not confident in his aggressive play. Mm -hmm. So maybe those two would be a bit easier. Sorry if you're watching. <laughs> but um, now CTM moving to a level 39 uh, line cap, double kill screen. Uh, Mada, uh, CTWC didn't have a line cap. Uh, we saw 2 million score uh, matches there. Uh, what's your opinion on yes or no on line cap or... Uh, double kill screen speed. Um, so at first I was very in favor of a level 39 line cap. Yeah. I thought it was perfect. Um, but, well, at least for now, uh, I've seen that the level 49 line cap did work <laughs> very well. Uh, I think the players currently are not quite ready for a level 39 line cap to like make use of it completely. So I think at the moment a uh, level 49 line cap would be best. Yeah. The best uh, if you viewing experience. Mm -hmm. um, I think no line cap could still work very well. We'll see that in like two months with CTM. Um, but eventually I feel like we do have to start moving to a level 39 line cap. And are you training for level 39 line cap or are you, let's see what happens. Yeah, I am training for to be more consistent with Tetrasys on 29, because I feel like that will be the future. I don't think I can participate in, at the top level at the moment, but I hope that my current training is getting ready, ready for that. Mm, I kind of disagree that you can't compete with the top currently, because if you we look a little bit further in 2022, we had in April Mega Masters, and many called that the unofficial world championship. Uh, you came third. Yeah, um, so... I I am very proud of my performance there. However, I had by far the easiest road to get 
to the semifinals, I would say. Um, I don't think there were any very tough matchups. I think I had like the perfect bracket for it. Yeah, you played against Meme, Doze, and Moja before you lost to Doc in the semis. Right. So, um, Meme is actually another player which I tend to do very badly against. So I'm very glad that I got to uh, that I, that I did actually win that match because Meme is is an insane player. Yeah. Uh, actually, absolutely incredible. Um, uh, and Doge, I tend to have a very good record against. So uh, I wasn't really too worried. Uh, and against Moya, like I, I felt it could be going either way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm glad that I did win. I still think it was one of the easier matchups to get compared to the other brackets. And if you face off against Doc or face off against Andy or anyone from the big six, are you like, I don't even want to play this match, I know I'm going to lose, uh, or I know there is a small chance that I'm going to win, but... Uh, I don't feel like that, not that harshly. Um, I do think that it is very likely for me to lose. Yeah. But I always try to do my best. I always know that there's a chance for me to win. Um, so I always try to win, uh, of course. I definitely still assume that I will lose. Yeah. Uh, that does help with my mental game a lot, that I don't expect anything from myself, so I can disappoint myself. Yeah. Um, yeah, I especially had it last CTM. I won against Tommy in an insane match, uh, and then I faced Fractal. Which I didn't do too well against, yeah, because of uh, uh, I guess a combination of fatigue and that I just t tend to always do bad against Fractal for some reason. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I had like one pretty good game against them. Uh, still ended up losing it, but yeah, I, I hope I can play a good <laughs> match against Fractal someday. <laughs> Maybe for one CTM Masters title and you win it actually. That would be great. <laughs> Last week was CTWC 2022. After three years, it was finally in person. Um, when did you knew that you wanted to go to CTWC? Um, pretty much immediately. Uh, I don't think there was any points where I doubted that I was going to go. Yeah. Uh, except for my financial situation. But after the player support came, uh, I was like, yeah, I, I'm definitely going. There's no way I'm missing this. Yeah, please support it. It was a really amazing. Yes, thank you so much for your works <laughs> and, and everyone who uh, participated in that. <laughs> yeah. I really appreciate it. How did you talk to your family? Like, I want to go to Portland. And they were like, are we going to coming with you? Or are you going alone? Or uh, So I did... I think I just like casually mentioned it. I'm like, oh, I'm probably going to go to Portland for CWC. Um, my mom really wanted to come with me because she, she just wants to go to America uh, at some point. Yeah. She, that's been one of her uh, dreams. But uh, I don't know if it just didn't work out for them or that. Uh, I mean, I did kind of like say like, I mean, I would prefer if you didn't come uh, because I just 
would prefer being alone with my friends. Yeah. yeah. And uh, how did you get your family into classic Tetris? Because we saw a video, I don't know where it was posted. I thought it was posted on a CTM Discord, but I'm not sure. Uh, it was. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, pictures. Yeah, like your family was here, uh, was having a birthday party. You were playing day two, like the Sunday of CTWC, and your whole family was here, and you were playing against Alex T at the moment, and you won that match. Whole everyone's cheering, but how is your family or how are your friends reacting that you are playing NES Tetris? That you're pretty good in NES Tetris because you're playing a sub top. Of of like I said, the pyramids, uh, the pyramid here. So how are they reacting that you are doing playing in a retro game, playing retro competition, and all that? I don't really talk about it a lot. Um, I do always say when I have a match going on, uh, that's mostly just to prevent them from barging while I have the match. Yeah. Or qualifiers. Um, but I mean, it doesn't really affect my life that much. Uh, I have mentioned it to my friends, but of course I don't uh, don't talk about it a lot to them either. Mm -hmm. Right. So um, it's usually my my mom who brings it up first to other family. Um, they don't usually they uh, they they act uh, or not act. Usually they are a bit surprised. Yeah. Like oh that's that's kind of fun. Oh. I, uh, Tetris, yeah, I, I know the game. I've seen it before. Um, and they usually, uh, in true Dutch fashion, they usually get uh, more excited when they learn I make money from it. <laughs> $1,300 overall earnings. Yeah, that's about to be like doubled from C2WC 2022. Yeah. That's insane. So are you hiring a tax lawyer or something like that? <laughs> Because it's can we say that classic terms is your job, like your yours, like most kids or or pre pre adults are uh, working in a supermarket or in a store, but you're make your money playing video games on the in on the internet, basically. Um, I don't think I I could call it my job yet. I would like to be to get very good at it and get like consistent. Uh, just money from masters. Yeah. Um, that would be very awesome because I don't like working. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if like that's that is a goal I have. But if it doesn't work out, then like that's fine. I can I can try and look for a job. I guess <laughs> like a normal person. So then you need to stop playing night matches here. <laughs> so take us through the week of uh, going to CTWC. You. Flew to Portland on Wednesday, I believe. Yes, I uh, departed from home at uh, half past five a.m. Uh, we, we uh, my parents, uh, as awesome as they are, they drove me all the way to Düsseldorf Airport. Uh, I met up with Mark and Jakob there, and we flew together to first to Helsinki. Yeah. Um, from Helsinki, we departed at. Uh, seventeen fifty-five. Oh man! And arrived in Portland at the same day at seventeen forty. <laughs> Twenty-five minutes flight. So <laughs> minus fifty. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> true. So yeah, from there we took a train to U District in because we landed in Seattle. Yeah. Um, and from there we drove with 
AV gig and T-Storm to Portland to uh, Sasha uh, Signophilia's uh, apartment. Uh, we spent the night there because uh, they didn't have their parents' house ready where we would spend the rest of the week. Yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't mind. I was so incredibly tired. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, you got a pretty bad jet lag, I think. It, it wasn't that bad. Uh, I, I didn't sleep that much <laughs> in, uh, in Portland. Yeah. So that was more of the reason for my fatigue. Um, but yeah, first day evening, we did go to the food, food trucks where there were a lot of, uh, a lot of Tetris players. Yeah. And it was awesome just meeting uh, a lot of these people who I only know online <laughs> and just, just seeing them in right, real life. That's surreal. It is surreal. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really the only way I can describe it. <laughs> so yeah, we had an awesome evening there. Uh, met a lot of my, uh, like my best, uh, friends online. Yeah. Uh, I met Peyton there. I met Aaron there. Um, I met Katie there. Uh, I think I am forgetting people. I'm, I'm sorry if I am forgetting you. Uh, there's there's a lot of people. <laughs> you saw a lot of people. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. So that was when uh, Thursday. Yeah. So then Friday came along, qualifying day. Qualifying day. Yeah, I had slept for like two hours that night. <laughs> Still affected by the jet lag or? I don't know, maybe, uh, but in any case, I wasn't feeling that tired when I was going into my qualifying session. Uh, what were your like second group of the day? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was at the two forty-five p.m. group. Yeah, um, it was a bit strange. Uh, I was getting ready to like uh, look for a station, and Vince came up to me and he was like, "Hey, do you want to be on the mainstream?" You can sit uh, at one of the stations over here. Yeah. So I was, so I walked over there, and every station was taken. Oh. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> so then I walked back, and then I met uh, some of the wavy ones, some of the gauntlet, uh, my gauntlet team. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'll, I'll see me and you guys, and then, uh, yeah, it was like Bearpoise Earth and uh, Jordan, uh, and Brands, I think, but they kept me up for a bit, <laughs> so. Uh, so, so I had to quickly look for a station. I was like, kind of panicking, moving around, and I saw uh, an empty station. So I was like, okay, I'll just, I'll just sit here. Yeah. Uh, it ended up going pretty well. I got nine max out. Uh, no kicker because my next highest score was like five hundred thousand. So you self reset it. Uh, yeah, and in the end, it didn't really matter, right? No, no. Yeah, it, it it was kind of weird because I did ninety starts at the the beginning. Yeah. That's how I did my singular mock wall. Uh, which didn't reach it to the end, but <laughs> the, the start went pretty well with 19 starts. Yeah. Uh, and in the actual qualifier, I just topped out early three times in a row, and I already started a bit late because uh, I was still looking for a station. Oh, yeah. Uh, only like a half minute to a minute, but still. So I just started doing 18 starts, and that went a lot better. Uh, and in, in the 18 starts, I didn't choke on 19. Yeah. It's great. It's still a bit weird that I couldn't do 19 starts suddenly. Okay, so qualifying day is over. Uh, next day is first match, but because you got qualified, 
on place number uh, no clue. <laughs> uh, nine, <laughs> nine. <I think>. nine. <laughs> nine. So because you qualified on place nine, nine seats, you got to buy to the first round. So you only needed to play one match on Saturday. Yeah. Did it help to only play one match or did you want to play two matches? I don't think it would have mattered much. Uh, it might have been better to only play one match because I tend to get fatigued very easily. Yeah. With rolling. So he plays against Somalian captain in the in the first match. Yeah, which I, I really love. Uh, Somalian is also, well, I don't know if I would call him like one of my rivals because we haven't played that much, but we, we interact a lot. He's one of the SDF viewers. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we're, we're just, I hope we're great friends. <laughs> I hope we somebody. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> so three one win over over smiling captain. In the last game, I was about to chase his score down uh, on twenty nine, and uh, I was like three thousand points short. But he already thought that I got it. Yeah. So he started clapping, and I saw he was clapping. So clapping. So I was like, "Oh, I'm good. Yeah, I'm gonna top out." Uh, of course, the judge hadn't said anything. Yeah. So that was completely my fault. Um, so technically, I lost the game, but Somalian did feel responsible, so he uh, wanted to forfeit the game, which oh. is very respectable. That's very respectable. Shouldn't be. definitely down to play more. Yeah, um, it, I'm sure I would have been pretty salty if I did end up losing the match. Of course, no, of course. Yep. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was ready to accept it as my fault. Yeah. Okay, and then next day, one of the big six. Alex right. T. Uh, I went into it uh, not being sure that I would lose, but like close to being sure. Yeah. Him. He did notice before we started that he was very nervous, which I was surprised about because the previous day he was like really confident. Yeah. Just memeing, like playing with one hand. <laughs> of course. Um, <laughs> and uh, he also noticed that, or he also uh, noted that his hands were very cold. Yeah. Which I could see. Uh, it was very cold up on the main stage. Yeah. I didn't really mind because, like, I had the gloves and, um, in general, my rolling doesn't really get worse when my hands get colder. Yeah. So I ended up winning the match, uh, in a sweep somehow. Um, I still don't, I don't know, I don't want to call it not deserved because I feel like any win is deserved. Yeah. You scored higher than your opponent. Yeah. That's the goal. Uh, but I did feel a bit bad for Alex. What was it like playing on a main stage in front of all the people? Uh, I was surprisingly calm. Uh, there were a couple times where I noticed I was shaking, that, but that could have been because it was so cold. Yeah. Uh, but in general, uh, I didn't feel nervous at all. Uh, I think it was because I didn't feel any pressure to do well against Alex. Yeah. Uh, and against Somalian was on like the side stage, so uh, also not that many eyes on me there. I think uh, I didn't really give too much thought <laughs> to it. What was your goal going into City of Sea then? Top sixteen. Top sixteen. So surviving the first round, and then you're in top sixteen. So getting into the second day, pretty much. Yeah, uh, and especially after seeing the bracket and seeing that my top sixteen opponent would be Alex. If we both won, which was pretty likely, yeah, uh, I like to be a bit pessimistic to set 
not set myself up for disappointment. Yeah. I don't know if that's a good mindset to have. I'm sure my mom would disagree. <laughs> but uh, it's what's worked for, for me best so far. Yeah. Did you saw anything from the expo? Uh, or was it only mainly going to the Tetris Hall and playing Tetris and watching Tetris? Yeah, I was pretty much only at the at the tournament i did look a little bit uh like on the way to the tournament we had to like walk through a bunch of crts with a bunch of old games on them yeah i did look through that a little bit but i was basically just only at the then you match against fractal uh, once again against fractal once again ntsc match uh you lost three nothing you lost in a sweep but it felt like you played very aggressively in that match Probably true. <laughs> um, playing aggressively is my norm. Um, I did notice, looking back, on the VOD, I had to get a clip of uh, myself losing uh, because I wanted to make uh, an Instagram post. Yeah. Um, I did notice in the clip that in the third game I was playing very aggressively, but not very unsafe, Yeah, if that makes sense. Um, you knew what you were doing. Yeah, yeah. That I had a way out at any time. Yeah, which is usually how I like to play, but I took it like to the extreme uh, that game. Was it nurse? I don't know. Um, I do know that I was having a lot of fun. Um, I did a couple of vitzes. <laughs> uh, intentional or unintentional? Intentional, <laughs> but it wasn't an adjustment. The bar was the next piece. I was not about. Like, like I was thinking of making uh, delayed hits, and I was like, wait, this is how I lost to Sodium last year. <laughs> <laughs> the exact same piece. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I did play, I guess, a bit more safe. And yeah. play. Still not very safe, relatively. But, yeah, I, I, I just... Th that's just how I like to play, like, very aggressively. Yeah. I do usually think I have a way out. Although, when I get a, a couple wrong pieces, it could very easily uh, screw me over. Yeah. What was your initial reaction after you lost to Fractal and you knew you were top 8 of, of the world? Um, initially, I was a bit disappointed because we didn't have a good match again. Yeah. That, that was mainly what I was feeling. Um, and how did you enjoy the rest of the tournament? It, it was awesome. Yeah, it, it was... Really cool, just, just seeing all these people and meeting up with everyone. Of course, the only way I can describe it is surreal. <laughs> yeah, I, I spoke to a lot of people, um, uh, like a, a couple of people which I didn't really expect to talk to. Yeah. To. Um, I also didn't speak to a couple of people because I was too scared. And getting your match called against Fractal by uh, James Chen and uh, Chris Tang. How yeah. special is that? That, that was incredible. I know what you're going to say, Benny, but this is literally incredible. I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It, I, I did notice, or, yeah, I was thinking at the time when the match was about to start, I was like, oh, wow, this, these are Chris Tang and James Chen. Yeah. They're, they're about to commentate my match. Yeah. That's like they only commentate top eight. So, you know, you made, you made it far. Yeah. If they are calling your match. Yeah. Um, I, I think last year Chris Tang did do some of the commentary of my games. Yeah. But 
It was with Fendi then. Like that was online, so it didn't really feel like it, you know. But he was like sitting right next to me. Yeah. <laughs> he was right there. <laughs> Did it feel like a different world championship to you? Yeah. For sure. And this uh, world championship last year, I think last year, I don't think you can compare 2020 as much because you had no experience. But the world championship of 2021, did that feel like a glorified CTM? Like a glorified masses event? Um, I don't, I wouldn't call it that. It was still very special in its own way. Um, but you just can't match the atmosphere yeah. uh, of an in person tournament. So I guess that's the that's the biggest difference. I I wouldn't compare it to CTM because it, it was a lot more special than that. A lot of um, players who usually wouldn't play in CTM did play in CTWC. Yeah. So it, it was a lot more special than the CTM. And uh, thoughts on the finals of CTWC? Um, I wasn't watching for most of it. <laughs> I was very tired, so I was sitting on, like, against the walls on the ground somewhere. Pretty but much fall asleep. Not, not, not that much. I, I did get some good sleep the previous night. <laughs> uh, very rare good sleep. Oh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I didn't really watch the 18 and most of 19. I, I started watching near 29 mostly. But from what I did see, it, it was uh, really good. Yeah. Really good match. Yeah. And it's definitely sends a good message about line caps. <laughs> yeah, but getting a two million match is pretty special in its own right. Sure, yeah. Uh, and doubt that you will see it soon if you get the line caps. That's true, but I don't think it's like necessary to have. <laughs> true. Matches can be hype no matter what score. As long as they are close. Yeah. I think that's the most important thing. I don't mind calling a, a 700k score, like calling that match, as long as it's close. I, I remember one of like the most hype matches I've watched was uh, like CTWC 2020 Silver Bracket. Uh, it was Citric Ice against someone else who I don't remember. But they were like really close the entire game. Yeah. And... Uh, it ended with like 800k uh, on 28 or something. Yeah, it, it was an awesome match. As long as they, as long as they are close within one two tetrises, maybe three, but that those are the most interesting matches. Yeah, but yeah, if you get to twice a two million score in the same game, so it's <laughs> it's, it's close in its own right. It's definitely special, but um, I, I think it's good we saw it once. But I would like to see it again, of course. Yeah, but I don't think it's necessary. So with what feeling did you left CCWC? Um, just a really good feeling. I felt very fulfilled. Yeah. Um, also outside of the tournament, I was just hanging out with uh, a lot of friends. And it was, it was just really fun. <laughs> it, was, it was the best weekend of my life. Nice. And how did you travel home? Uh, by plane. <laughs> this time... I mean, obviously, <laughs> <laughs> this time I, I did have to go alone because uh, Mark and Jakub uh, accidentally booked uh, a different flight. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is fine. I mean, uh, I mainly, like, I think it's it was a lot less scary to go back alone than 
like to go over there. Yeah, obviously. Uh, just to get used to all the security check and whatever at the airport. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I. Uh, I didn't really do much, I guess, on the plane. Uh, I did notice uh, on the plane back there was. Uh, the, like the TV in the seats, yeah. one of them could, uh, or, or it had games, and one of them was Tetris. <laughs> uh, I didn't play it because I already played Tetris like, the entire weekend. <laughs> you were tired of Tetris. Yeah. It was too much Tetris to handle. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man! And what was the reaction here at home when you got back? Obviously, my parents were very uh, happy to see me. Yeah, they also. Uh, Came to Dusseldorf again to pick me up. Oh, nice. How much sleep did you get this past week? This past week? <laughs> um, a lot. <laughs> I can imagine. I, from Tuesday, uh, I went to bed at uh, 11 p.m., which is like immediately after I got home. Yeah. Which is crazy because I left uh, at 6 p.m. on Monday uh, from Portland. I got home at 11 p.m. on on Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I went to sleep at 11 p.m. Uh, woke up at 3 p.m. Oh, wow. So oh my. For like 16 hours. <laughs> uh, yeah. The next day I slept a bit less, and then, but like, <clears throat> my sleep schedule has been like 16 hours and like five hours and like 10 hours again. <laughs> So, yeah. so your sleep schedule is uh, screwed. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it was before CTWC already <laughs> screwed. So. Less than this. <laughs> Still feeling the effects of the jet lag? Uh, I think so. Uh, probably more than when I arrived there. Uh, I don't remember who said so. I think it was Colin who said... Uh, like the, you feel the jet like a lot more when you get back home. Then we still have a few months, like two months of CTW and uh, two months of of twenty twenty two. Classic Tetris wise. Yeah. What are your goals for twenty twenty two? Do you have any goals specific in mind for personal goals or maybe tournament that you want to win? Um, I mean, nothing specifically, I guess. I'm trying to get two million, um, which I think I can get soon. Um, I hope I can get far into Masters uh, next month, uh, CTP two, but those are more like hopes and not not really goal. You're still number one, Elo and Paul. I think so, but I haven't played enough to stay. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> number one if you're number one and not playing enough there <laughs> magically new number one because I remember you played one CTP because you would maintain your number one spot or you get the number one spot one of the two was that yeah um, so Fractal played like one month of CTP got number one ELO then I won CTEC uh, and because I lost like a lot more CTPs before that um, my ELO wasn't that I yeah, it was still behind Fractal. So then I played another CTP to get number one Elo, <laughs> uh, and I basically stopped playing Pell from that <laughs> from then on. So now focusing on CTEC, 
Benelux Cup and uh, hopefully reach far in uh, into masses. Yeah, I, I I hope I can do well. I feel like I've been playing a lot better lately. Uh, I was kind of in a slump from basically since 2022. Yeah, I felt like my my like golden days were really from uh, mid 2021 to uh, like really January 2022. Yeah, after the Master Finals. Uh, I really hope I can get uh, some results for rolling, and uh, yeah, if I'm lucky, maybe I can do well in some tournaments. Uh, the long-term goal is winning Masters, uh, but we'll see what happens. Sinan, thanks so much for joining me on the Peace Penalty Podcast. It was a uh, true pleasure. Thank you for having me. It was awesome for being here. And with that all being said, this will be the end of the Peace Dependency Podcast. Thank you all for listening and make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Don't forget to join the Tetris Friendly's Discord server and follow me on the socials at SirMazer. For now, have a great Tetris month and I will see you all in December. Bye! The Peace Dependency Podcast is brought to you by Total Radness. Shop your goofy food controller, TWO merch and CTWC approved hardware on TotalRadNES.com. <laughs> <laughs>